For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Not the best of clearances. Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Went in for Holland! Like he's never been away! The man in front of goal who is simply deadly! Hey, welcome to another week, another episode of the BBB Podcast, which was supposed to be a great, fun episode. Um, We didn't record after the uh, Freiburg game, and now we're recording straight after our Pokal game, and wow. Just horrendous. But before we get in, before we get into that, uh, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, you can uh, find us on all the big podcast platforms, whatever your preferred sources: Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google, all that. You can find the BVB Podcast anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. We're also on Twitter, um, tweeting before, during, after games when we're all sad. We're there at the BVB Pod. My name's Jake Carver. Is with me again. How are you doing, man? Well, not great, Jake. Not great. Like you said, I was I was extremely excited to record up until maybe two or three hours ago. So I know uh, coming <laughs> back, to get into all of it. Yeah, coming off the back of Freiburg, like I was like taking so many notes during that game just because so much was happening. I was like, because I was excited to like oh type down put like exciting things in my little notes app because so much great stuff was happening. And then today, just like ruins everything because <laughs> there is so much good to talk about which we will i think we're going to recap both games um we're, so we're going to talk about freiburg it's weird it's there's so much good i have to say about that game but now it's like all irrelevant it feels like there's no point in saying any of it um so i mean we'll, we'll see how this goes but we're gonna recap freiburg um that's who we're, we're playing i didn't just make that up right that's who we played freiburg yeah yeah we played freiburg <laughs> that's the last game. yeah um, and then um, we're going to recap today's game versus FC St. Pauli. Yeah. And uh, we do have some women's teams update. We talked a, a couple weeks ago about the women's team and how I wanted to maybe get a little segment in there. I don't have a full on segment um, from someone else, from a special guest, which I want to get to eventually. But we are going to talk about the women's team and then injuries, news, and who knows what else. This might just turn into some kind of weird therapy session where we're which is could be a good thing if uh, I was just looking at Twitter right after the game, which is a horrendous place, and I don't want to go there again. Um, so maybe this is a, a way to decompress and possibly find some positive, positive. I don't think there's any positives, but yeah, I don't know. Just a way to be like, oh, I'm not alone in my sadness. That is being a Dortmund supporter right now. So uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Freiburg game? Yeah, let's just let's just keep the energy going yeah, for no. as long as we can. Uh, let's start with the Freiburg game. Um, what what a game to watch! How fun was that? 
You know, it's, it's, it's a very rare occurrence to say that this season. Uh, usually you're, again, I've mentioned almost every week, but usually you're clenching all 90 minutes. So I had so much fun right, or, uh, watching that game and taking notes. Uh, what are your overall thoughts? Um, seeing the, so we saw the lineup, which um, was the exact same as the lineup in the previous game where we had our comeback mm-hmm. win. We had Coble and goal, Munier, Chan, uh, Chan playing center back again, Hummels and Guerrero. Uh, Brant, Dahoud, and Bellingham midfield, and then Royce, Holland, and Mollen up top. I love saying Holland and Mollen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Royce, Holland, and Mollen up top, and uh, which was good. It looked solid. The one surprise was like I was surprised seeing a on the on the bench. I wasn't like ready. I didn't wasn't expecting him to be back so soon. I knew there was he was training and stuff, but I just I think it's because I'm so used to Geo. Which we'll talk about later, just still being so far off and not ready yet. I just wasn't ready for Akanji to come back, which we saw uh, coming at uh, at the half. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, right off the bat, I was expecting. We talked last week about we always like give up a goal early, and it happens. And anytime that happens, not that I'm happy about it, but like I usually feel okay because I'm like, there's goals in our team. And we're going to score and hopefully bring it back, depending on how the game starts to flow after the first goal. Um, but we we started great. We started super strong. We looked really clean. We had so much pressure from everybody. We were playing great, like full team defense, like putting so much pressure on the ball. If we lost it, it seemed like we were just like swarming them, suffocating them, like three guys attacking the ball to get the ball back. And all our passing was so crisp and clean. A lot of like one touch passes, which looked fantastic which is like my notes from the whole game was just like how how clean we looked like in our passes and everything. Um, and then we scored early, which never happens, which I'm not used to seeing. So it's like, oh, the, the tides turned a little bit. It's like we don't have to fight and come back a little bit. We scored with, off the um, header from the corner in the 14th minute. Mounier, which is great. Our guy who was uh, at our winter break, that was our most underrated player and came in with a brace in this game. And yeah, it, it looked great. And it was... I was inter- even before four- the 14th minute, we had a lot of chances before that too. Like we were just right off the bat, we were hot. And I was interested to see if we we're going to drop off after the- that first goal, which we didn't. So yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. We're usually known for second half or as being second half FC. So I was just as surprised as you were. I mean, that ha- that first half was arguably our best half all season. And that, like so many things you already mentioned. I mean, I we put that in so... my notes. I didn't put it in our like mm-hmm. our notes that we're both looking at, but on my phone it has. Was that the best first half we've ever played? Because that was yeah. the first or the best half I've ever seen from Dortmund. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like where do you want to start? Like you mentioned before, we looked so incredibly positive and confident on the ball. We were we pressed really, really well. We looked well organized in the defense as well. I mean, our passes were, again, yeah, like you mentioned, crisp, sexy at times. How many back flicks did we see from Guerrero? And, uh, I mean, there were times where even, I mean, they, they were barely in our half at all for the first half. Yeah. But when they did kind of try to make any sort of attack, we would do these, like, little back flicks and one-touch passes to get right back out of it. Such a positive first half. And, yeah, shocked me as well, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, I would say, if 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 today went better, I would love to go like super in depth. I would break down everything from that Freiburg game. Maybe that's, maybe we should have done a, an episode. We should have recorded an episode on Sunday like, and not, and not wait and put it off too long. But um, yeah, I mean, we had, so 14th minute, I mean, we get the, 
we had, we had a lot, we had a chance in like the fifth minute. We had a, a chance in the 10th minute. I get, I don't remember if it's 13th or 14th minute, but whenever we had the corner with the corner kick Munier with the header in. And, uh, yeah, my notes were like first 15, 15 minutes started so strong with great pressure and everything, just everything we said. And then we just continued to dominate getting another goal in the 29th. Um, like how many insane corners did Brandt deliver in that game? Oh my gosh. I've, yeah, I've never seen us look so deadly from set pieces before. I mean, like every single corner from Brandt was pitch perfect. And after the second one, right when it went to the net, I was like, was that Hummels? And then it zoomed in on Mounier and I was like, he got two? Are you kidding me? There was even, uh, I think I read a post game. I, I don't remember if it was Brandt or who was who did the post game interview that I read, but it, <laughs> I think it was Brandt because he talked about we, we've been working on set pieces and we like know what we're supposed to do in a set piece. But he even said like, oh yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that Mounier got, got on the end of it, but. Yeah, two yeah. of them, man. It's great. Um, there, I would say one thing I remember like watching that, it, although we did create, we, we were creating a lot of chances and we got a lot of corners. It almost seemed like we, I think I was surprised we got the f- first two goals from corners. Mm-hmm. And besides that, we didn't, although we were creating some chances, I felt like we should have been creating more. And I was surprised we didn't have like, goals from open play more uh, yeah. or more chances from open play, I think. Um, was my only like my one criticism. It's like maybe our final pass wasn't quite there. Um, yeah, and we, yeah, we didn't really get those those chances. Um, if that makes sense, the, like the open play chances, and it was a little surprising to see two from the corner. Yeah, and, and it's usually in reverse. We're a team that usually gets the majority of our goals from open play, and very rarely, if ever, from set pieces, and are usually conceding from set pieces. So I can kind of get what you're saying there. Although I did think we attacked very, very well for the most part. I know you mentioned that as well already, but. Yeah, we attacked in numbers, you know, provide a lot of support from everyone, which was great. And I was a little concerned to, uh, to see that before the game because Hazard didn't start. And I know we mentioned the week before that he would provide, provide a lot of width. So we were maybe thinking that he would start. But yeah, I mean, we still attacked great that half and again, defended well that half as well. I mean, we looked way like a well-oiled machine in the back, man. Yeah, I have and- never seen us pin another team in their own half, like Freiburg in a long time, like arguably this season, even maybe. Yeah. It it seemed just like our midfield was in control too. And maybe, I mean, I think it came a lot from, um, just the high press and high pressure from everybody, like our forwards and everything, but it seemed like they, they couldn't get anything, anything through the midfield and our midfield Bellingham and Dehoud, and they were just like controlling it with, with ease. It seemed, it was, um, it was, yeah, it was great. Did we, did, I don't remember Holland's goal. It was the 46 minute. Was that like the first half? I don't remember if it was the first half or. Yeah. yeah, it was right. It was right before the whistle and we just played him right through and he had kind of like a half volley almost. I mean, it, it was, it looked yeah, like yeah. It, he was never in doubt. He looked really confident on that attack, but yeah, that, that pretty much wrapped up the game uh, going into halftime, which was nice. Yeah. It was, uh, I was going to ask like ha- what were your like halftime thoughts to, were you worried that they might uh, come back or anything or what were your thoughts there? I, I really didn't think they were going to come back. I mean, just given how much we can, I continued to pin them in their own third for what looked like pretty much 35 out of the 45 minutes, I would say. So, I mean, they completed um, throughout the entire game, less than a hundred passes in our half. Like that's, it's pretty insane. As well as overall, their passing was only 71%, which is 
like double yikes. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was pretty confident going into halftime. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I was a little worried we might drop off, but still like dropping off and being three goals up, I, I felt pretty confident. And I also felt like I, something felt different this game, clearly. And it yeah. looked different. Yeah. It so did. I was pretty confident. And of course, in the second half, we did start off a little slow. I mean, which is completely understandable for the guys to just, you, you have this little mental shift like, oh yeah, I can relax a little bit. Um, yeah, which and, is what you don't want, unfortunately. You know, you want, you know, we're, n- we're known for a team that kind of lacks that mentality. So you got to keep, you know, having that killer instinct. But yeah, after they scored the th- uh, their first, I was, I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say concerned, but I wanted to see, you know, if they were up for the challenge to keep, you know, pressing on and lock down this win. Yeah, they, uh, Freiburg definitely started the second half strong, um, but it seemed like after, uh, they, and they had a couple chances and I was a little worried. And then they, they got the goal. Once they got the goal, it seemed like we did kick it back up. Like we started playing. It took a little bit, like we were trying to play how we played in the first half. Didn't quite get it. And then eventually like kicked on and we took back control and then, Kept cruising. Um, and Dehoud. Dehoud. Yeah. Another goal. Yet it again. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was a great goal. And a top-tier celebration, I might add, at, uh, at that. <laughs> somersault. <laughs> yeah. The double, double somersault. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, man. We got some good celebrations on this team. I, I feel like we've mentioned that before. but <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Um, any, any Holland celebration is always funny and weird yeah. and then yeah. yeah i love the double, double somersault okay so big question obviously great game fantastic i would gladly go like by minute by minute blow and everything if mm-hmm. if we didn't have other stuff to talk about um schultz came came on and create i thought schultz when he came on he looked okay he created that dehood goal yeah people are gonna be hating yeah. him and that's fine because i don't think he's great all the time but he did i felt like he did well it's it's a little easier when um, we're controlling the ball a little more. I liked Mullen. Seemed last week or last week he was playing. We talked about how he was playing like on the right and really wide, and I didn't like it at all. It seemed like he couldn't, <laughs> he wasn't creating anything. Mm-hmm. All those crosses from that side were pretty trash. I thought uh, this week he was on the left and him like running down the left and cutting in. I thought was fantastic, and it looked so much. He looked like so much. He had so much more control and he created a lot more opportunities on that, like run down the, the left and cut in and whether it's he dribbles through or, or then crosses it. It, I don't know. He looked a lot better. What would you think about, you have any thoughts about him specifically or any players in specifics? Specifically, um, how do you say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see what you're saying. I think he looked like a totally different player because he was so confident in his abilities. So he had a lot of great touches and great dribbles. Although, I mean, I'm going to go into more detail about him today from the Pokal game, but I think he also kind of has at times only one move, which is kind of like the hazard mood of just kind of like faking one way and then going the other. So in that sense, I don't know if he created too much from that, but he is going to bring one thing, just like Schultz, one thing you can always guarantee out of both of them is they're always going to give their 100, 100%. They're really hard workers and they're always ready to give it their all, so... You know, this was a game where you can truly turn your season around. You're going into the second half and going back weeks before with a last-minute winner against Frankfurt, and then you come in and have this sort of big win at home versus pretty solid competition. I mean, we made Freiburg look like a second-division team, man. I mean, we made them look amateur, which was 
shocking considering how good of a team they've been this season. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it it did feel like one of those like, oh, this is the turning moment. Maybe last week, like we built off of the comeback that was last week. And then this on top of last week was like, this is it. This is how we should be playing. This is how we need to finish out the season. And yeah, things were great. And today ruined it all. But um, if we forget today, do you think this is how Rosa has been wanting to play? And is he finally able to implement like, is this like his style? Is this what he wants to do? I guess the the real like, heavy pressing and high pressure on the ball and the quick passing. I think so. Now, given it looked different today, but that's also because we had a different squad. Um, And I have other issues with Rosa, but I think coming to his tactics, you know, uh, being shown a little bit more and presented a little bit more in this game. Absolutely. It's just a matter of moving forward and having a healthy squad. So yeah, I think we got to see a little bit more of the, the Rosa ball today or Friday. Yeah. What what do you think like the difference was? Like the, if, if you can Having, select if you can select one key point or like one like why did we play so well? What what the heck happened? I think it was just coming off of such a big win against Frankfurt last week personally and you're going back home and having a look like a pretty healthy squad overall and you yeah. just a matter of riding that momentum and playing well. I mean again we we looked really really organized. So I don't know what Rosa said to him before the game, but should have had that pep talk today, I guess. So we also saw Kanji coming back to touch on him a little bit because he uh, was back after minor surgery. He was gone for a while, came back, uh, subbed on uh, at halftime because Emory Chan went out with the, a groin a, I guess, yeah, my, mild injury now, but it did not look mild when he, it was like the 23rd minute when he went down and uh, it looked like Kanji was going to come on immediately and he ended up finishing out the half but i mean yeah, what you think yeah. about him on his comeback pretty solid overall for sure i was very shocked to see he was even in the squad i mean who knows with what people are injured at this point um in our squad because yeah i had no idea and akenji was going to be in the squad and there are players that i thought were going to be and they weren't so but overall yeah very happy he's back maybe we can actually establish a back four for once be nice i don't know now uh um, yeah, so I, I don't know, that kind of recaps the, the Freiburg game. Again, I would love to go in more detail and break it down minute by minute, but uh, today ruined it all. Yeah. Um, okay, it's going to be a sad, sad time in the podcast now. Uh, moving ahead to our uh, round of 16 at uh, FC St. Pauli, which I think there, there are 2,000 fans there, and it was loud. I know you said you couldn't catch like the full game, but immediately, like right off the bat, it was loud. We knew it, was, it wasn't going to be an easy game by any means. Um, I mean, they're they're top of the league in Bundesliga too, which I, it's going to be difficult because they're one. I mean, they're they've been playing well. Uh, oh yeah, commentators are talking a lot about they play like a high, like attacking uh, style of football. Um, so real quick, and and obviously they're going to be up for it. Like they, this is their moment to prove like, yeah, we we're going to be in Bundesliga next year and nothing and, to lose either, you yeah. know, and they had that mentality and oh my, oh my God, there were so many people on the threads in the subreddit saying how pathetic it was that we were losing to them. And it's like, this isn't FIFA. It's not like a second division team can't compete against a first division team. Just look at Bayern last year in the Pokal. They got knocked out to a second division team too. 
So, I mean, it definitely wasn't just all on them. They played great, but yeah, it was also from the 20 or so minutes I saw not great from us either. And I mean, you look how we performed against the lower level teams. Now it's like, they're probably on, on the same level. I mean, you had to put like the top, top team in Bundesliga two is going to be right around there. Obviously the Mm -hmm. lower teams in in Bundesliga. So it's going to be tough. And uh, I mean, they proved it and it did not go well. Um, I I, I didn't know what I was expecting, I guess, as far as the lineup going in this game. But it almost, maybe because my mentality was like, oh, it's a cup game. We're playing a lower league team. I think I just had this mentality of like, oh, yeah, we'll take a little easier. Rotate. And we did rotate the squad, but it still, it seemed like a stronger squad than what I was expecting. It, it seemed strong, although, except seeing Vitzel in there. And I don't, I just want to, I guess we'll start there because that was like, what the hell? There, there were question marks everywhere, man. Everywhere on the squad. I was expecting a strong team because I would guarantee Rosa is not stupid enough to undermine a team like this. This is a very hungry team that are willing to compete against a Bundesliga side, especially someone like us. So you definitely have to play to win here. And I mean, not just Vitzel being in the starting lineup, but Dahoud not being anywhere. Well, I think that, I, that's where I was going to go with it. It's like, why mm-hmm. Vitzel... And where is Dahoud? Like that, that's the big swap for me. That's the the big like why. And like not even on the bench. Yeah. I, I immediately went all over the internet to try to find out like any sort of answers. And they mostly were I, you know, precautionary slash just kind of resting him resting him, which I understand that. I do. Cause there's been so much football played in the last I, I wanted to say months, but I was like almost two years since the pandemic, really. But um he needs, I mean, it, was he not fit at all to be on the bench? That's because that's what I'm confused about. If, if you want to rest him, I completely understand that. But Vitzel played 90 minutes today, like 90 minutes. And we didn't have like a single other center midfielder on the bench. I, I mean, we really, we really chose Vitzel over Delaney this summer, man, or this past summer. We really did. Yeah. I think about the decision almost every day. It is wild that the board and or Rosa chose Vitzel over Delaney. That man is so slow. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, I'll, I'll toss it over to you now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, still on that point. Yeah, where I don't know if you want to rest a hood and put him on the bench. There's no reason like to rest him completely to not bring him with you. Like, and, and for a worst he, case, like today, you know, if he is injured, please tell me. Because I need yeah. to know where Email he is. at the BVB pod, please. <laughs> yeah, the BVB, at the BVB pod on Twitter, the BVB pod at gmail.com. Please let me know where Dahoot is. Marco what did you Rosa. Do with, what did you do with my mans and where is he? Because if you want to rest him, we just came off our winter break and he, he we, we just had two, two games in the last couple of weeks. We weren't playing midweek or anything. Like if he needs a rest, okay, put him on the bench, but. Yeah, You're again, I don't bench. I don't know if he had some sort of small knock and he just wasn't fit, which that's a whole different story. But I wasn't seeing any sort of communication at all from the team anywhere on online about what the situation was with Dahoot. So I don't know if this is just like literally minutes before something happened in warm up that we're not aware of. I don't know. Or I don't even know if you know, since he wasn't in the squad at all, it's just it's just shocking. Yeah. Uh I don't know. So that's <laughs> 
I don't know what else to say except where's, <laughs> where's my man's. He's been playing so great. I don't understand it. Um, as far as the rest of the lineup, did you have any other like thoughts? The rest of the lineup. Um, I was happy. I was happy to see Mukoko in the subs. I was under the impression that he picked up another small knock and was going to be out for a few more weeks, which is kind of upsetting. But to see him in the side, that made me, it made me a little more optimistic. That'd be you know nice to see him get some minutes. But I, again, I, I didn't catch much until the last twenty minutes. So, how yeah. much did you catch of this game? Uh, I had it. I mean, I was had it on while working. This is a t- problem with like these these games and. Um, I mean, the problem with these games is they're on in the middle of the day and we're, and we got, we have to make money because we're not yeah. getting any money from this podcast yet. Yeah. Hopefully if anyone wants to pay us about <laughs> complaining and stuff yeah, uh, and being sad, cool. Yeah. Let us but, know. But, uh, I, we, so, I mean, if you, we, we did, we controlled, we, I can't say we controlled the game, but we had more control of the game. Um, and but they they were up for it like immediately they were up for it and it mm-hmm. seemed like we couldn't quite get control. We did. I thought we looked decent in our passes. We were still doing a lot of one touch passes like the last game, but it seems like we were ju- we just couldn't quite get all of them. Like we were falling short a little bit, like missing some passes here and there. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't quite get control, and it, it may, mainly because they were up for it. They were pressing high and pressing hard, and um, they were playing good football. They deserved it. They they wanted it. Clearly, they wanted it more than us. I think we kind of just rolled over and thought it was going to be easy cruising. Um, and although we were still playing decent, like I said, some passes looked really good. We just two okay. Both our goals were off like the exact same play. Oh yeah, and um, like coming down coming down the right side. But uh, and did you see who scored? Do you know the guy who scored? He's a uh, a Dortmund guy. Came through Dortmund Academy. No, no, I did not. Or I guess he scored their first goal. Um, what was his name? And I'm sorry, I've said it before. Aminito, Aminito. He, uh, if that was the first goal, yeah. He, so he's a Dortmund guy. So great, of course, we let him score the first goal, and it was just like pass. Uh, he, he was literally between two of our defenders. I don't remember who. Standing in between two of them, and the ball still got through to him and knocked it, knocked it through. And then the second goal was. Uh, Pretty much the same setup, same situation, but uh, Witzel tried to f- kick it out and kicked it into the goal, so he had an own goal. I um, saw that. I, I was I was following the subreddit thread um, for the majority of the game, and yeah, people were coming down hard on Witzel even even before the own goal. I mean, pretty much the entire half, just making those sideway passes, nothing progressive, no initiative with the ball, just back and forth, jogging, being Witzel this season, basically. Yeah, and we did create a lot of chances. Um, obviously, our corner, we had a lot of corners. And so we're all, I mean, watching it, me and I suppose other fans were like, oh, great. Okay, well, yeah, let's kick the Munier's head and put it in. And that didn't happen. Um, and But we had a lot of chances. Like, we had a, we we did well to get behind them. Like, get 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 behind them and run on and, like, have a chance on goal. Like, Hazard had one where it was kind of like one-on-one with the keeper. Royce had a few. and. They were playing their second string goalie also who just had a great game. I did see that. I did see that. They people were saying he was basically prime Neuer. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's huge. The dude is massive. Uh, I didn't get like stats on his actual size, but looking at him on the field, like he looked like a he was a beast. Um, and he played a great game. And we just, but it seemed like on those chances we just weren't clinical enough to put it away. Like uh, the hazard one just replaced through my head. 
I don't remember what minute minute it was. Again, it's hard when I'm mm-hmm. working and I have the game off to the side. But yeah, uh, I got you. Uh, it was just just not clinical enough. I get. I would put it to that. Like, and I think that that comes down to maybe focus a little bit. Again, we just thought we could cruise through, and we, yeah. we thought if we played, we're gonna win, and it just didn't quite happen. That that doesn't sound too out of character for us. Again, yeah. our mentality issues. But going back, I mean, from what the stats that I read uh, during the game and then just a few minutes after, it it's, sounds like basically what you were saying of just a matter of them wanting it more and taking their chances. I mean, we created seven chances. They created six. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of them clearly taking those chances and us wasting them. That, again, doesn't sound too out of character for us. I also saw that we had 69% of the possession. So I think that all, yeah, that might probably sounds like someone coming down to Vitzel just doing those sideways passes and not really making any progress on the field. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're out on the poker. Well, so I was about to say, so I guess we should say (laughs) for the people that (laughs) don't know, we lost 2 1. Yeah, yeah, came had had a penalty from the Holland in the 58th. But yeah, I'm just assuming have- like everyone is uh, everyone watched the game and immediately jumped on this podcast that we're recording, even though yeah. we're recording it and we're not live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, I know Mukoko came on in like the 88th, which is just it's just too late. Yeah. You know, it, I don't expect I don't know how you can expect him to pull something like that off without a miracle happening in that short amount of time. I feel like Zach and do pretty did pretty well. Uh, I know I'm a huge fan of him, so I don't want to try to sound too biased, but from the 15 minutes that he played and being a center back, I mean, he whipped yeah. in a handful of crosses, had some decent dribbles, started some uh, plays going in their final third. So I don't think he did that bad. Uh, Malin, like I mentioned before, that I wasn't talked about that one move he had I, from only the last 20 or so minutes that, that I caught of this game. He, he again, just kind of used that like one move that he has, which is just kind of stepping to the left and then going forward or stepping to the right and then going forward real quick. And like every single time that was just shut down immediately from their defense. Yeah. Yeah. It it almost seemed like they just knew how to stop us. And I don't know, maybe it was just us not being like quick enough or like, but it's like, they were, they were ready. Maybe it was just, they They were reading us like a book. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, they knew what to do and how to stop us. And it worked. And again, it was a lack of focus. Um, yeah, I, I did see someone, um, throw some major shade at, at Royce on, on the inner webs. And I'm like, cause it, specifically for like keeping him on for 90 minutes when he wasn't playing that great. Mm. But at the same time, like I'll defend Royce and be like at any moment though, he can change the game and he can exactly do it. So. Exactly. And you bring him on or you take him off for who? I, I mean, yeah. Who, who else? Who there, can there you bring are decent on? attackers that yeah. we could bring on, but you're not going to take Royce off for one of them. Okay, looking at that bench, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but we I had, was looking at that bench and just worried. I was like, "Who? What?" There are there's like there's like come on and help like us here. Three positions, and they're all the and then they're all just in the same position, like Zagadu, Pongracic, center backs. You have like three different uh, strikers and Tigas, Mukoko. I mean, arguably Renier, and you have Schultz and then Malin. I mean, it's like. You, I know we're short on midfielders, but again, that's where Dehut should have came in if he was fit. Yeah. Who? Okay. So look, <laughs> it was like the last two weeks I'm talking about how, oh, we have too many options and this is a great problem to have. And then today I'm like, 
Who can we bring? There's nobody on this bench that I feel confident. Like, yeah, they can come on and they're going to change the game and they're going to like get us back into this. Because I think Dehut is the big one missing that. But I was like, I didn't yeah. feel that confident in Makoko coming on just because it, it's been so long and he's still so young and it's like he doesn't always. I don't know. I I, I just I wasn't confident with him coming in. On, mm-hmm. but, and I think I feel like he could have done more if he would have been able to work himself into the game a little bit more, come on at like the 80th minute instead of, I know it was at least like the 88th or 89th. So again, you can't really expect him to do too much there. Um, some people online, and I, I, I consider that myself at least at some point in the season, uh, bringing on uh, Rashel. He's from our second team. He's come through the ranks and everything, and he's just been on the second team for the last few years. But he's a defensive mid and plays relatively well for the second team. Just an idea, again, because if DeHood is not fit, you need another center mid in the squad. Like, you need at least one, because if something goes awry, you're completely left in the dark, and you have an, a very bare squad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how I can have this this just drastic shift of, like, oh, we got too many people, and now I'm just like, what? <laughs> where is everybody? Like, what? It's, it's just it's, it's very it's, bizarre. It's, it's really shocking again that we just got rid of Delaney so quickly. It's he he would have been a great squad member to have this season. I mean, he's he's the exact kind of player that you want for grinding out these results in the Pokal or against like rival teams in the Bundesliga. I mean, we needed that. We needed that grit in the midfield. So, Especially whenever Bellingham is out at times, you know. Yeah. So, okay, l- looking at the the dress difference from Freiburg game in this game. And we went from being like, oh, we're playing Rosa ball and this is great. This is what we want to do to this. Where <laughs> do you have any stance or has your mind changed a little bit? Because we 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 were very adamant before about like, oh yeah, Rosa, like I mean, it's hard for him to nail down something or really implement his style because like he's been throwing together this this Frankenstein team with all our injuries and everything. So do you have any concerns? now watching this game yeah so i'm not going to come down on rosa i mean too much for this game i I, you know things happen at the end of the day which sucks but i will say this now i want to see some results in the bundesliga because you literally only have the bundesliga now you've no champions league and no pokal so i bet I, i mean i hope he's got some sort of plan for the league here i'm not saying i'm expecting us to win obviously not but it better be a challenge from here on until May because we're only six points behind Bayern and we're a team that's always been better coming from behind anyway and breathing down their necks. So if we start losing some results going into the future or near future in the Bundesliga, that's when I'll start becoming real concerned because, you know, you, you've been thrown out of both championships very, very early in the season. And then also in the league, you're not really performing Injuries or not, yep. it's kind of unacceptable at this level, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you do you credit like today, like decisions he made today, due to I guess there's anything that you like? Okay, maybe he. I saw he made this decision. This or do you think he he was just like almost thought it was going to be an easier game and we can relax a little bit because unless something happened to who that's where I'm like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why aren't you bringing your strongest players with you? It, I, it looked like you took a you took an easier not an easier. Uh, you're resting some people. You, you played it down a little bit, I guess. You played down mm-hmm. the, the competition a little bit. What it seemed like. I 
I understand starting Witzel because if you don't have anyone else at the moment, then you don't have anyone else. But the man played 90 minutes. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. The man played 90 minutes. You cannot watch this game for even 45 minutes. How is he not taken off at half? Let alone... There's no one else to go in that position. Again, I mean, that's... I, I, again, that comes back down to Dahoud. Or I would say go into possibly a 4-5-1 and have Bellingham sit in that little bit of a deeper role and the two midfielders in front of him would be Royce and, uh, and uh, Brandt. So kind of in like that diamond almost, yep. which, I mean, just go for it. You have to go for it because you, you're not going to sit there and watch Witzel play for not only 45 minutes, but almost an entire game and be like, man, you know what? Maybe we need a switch in our midfield. Maybe Witzel's a little bit too slow on the ball and doesn't really progress anything and take much initiative besides just defending decent, I guess. That's whenever I switch up the system again and just try a new formation and get some different players on that actually want to attack. Yeah. It also doesn't help that our goal, our goal came from a PK. Yeah. That was like, it was a handball. Did you see the the replay for the PK? I don't remember what time. It was I did at, not. What no. It was, in, I, I think it was like the 57th or something that the yeah, penalty was made. And I missed, I missed the buildup to it, but Hummels had the ball in the box and kicked it and flicked it up and it hit a dude's hand. So it was like this handball. Like what is, is Hummels playing striker right now? Like what's. Yeah. Which I mean, like, I guess sometimes he joins attacks, but yeah, that know. leaves you pretty exposed. Again, I, I can't talk too much to that. Cause like I said, I missed the buildup to it, but yeah, yeah. It's still just weird all around. I mean, that that's clearly if he's up there, it's like what I'm getting at with that is, I guess clearly that didn't come from a, like a, a normal flow of play that you would expect us to score on. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. that's fair. Although Hummels is no uh, stranger to scoring absolute bangers. I mean, he did that at Bielefeld earlier in the season, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not trying to downplay Hummels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, just saying. Weird. Yeah. Um, so overall uh, that, that, yeah, that was pretty depressing to, to get knocked out so early in the, uh, in the Pokal. I mean, Bayern were knocked out last year really early and we took that opportunity to take the initiative and win the tournament. And this year we had the exact same opportunity and and blew it. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting tournament, though, from here on out. I know. It really is. It really is. I know. Uh, I think Leipzig and uh, Gladbach play tomorrow. Not each other, but on their respective ends of the bracket. But other than that, a lot of you know teams you would never expect to get this far are getting there. So it will be a very interesting end of the tournament. Yeah, there's still a, a third division team in there too, and they might have played today, so they might be out. I'm not sure, or by the time you listen to this, they might be out. Um, but yeah, could be an interesting tournament uh, to watch it as a neutral. So that's exciting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <not>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I do. I kind of want to. I have a lot of questions about transfers, not specific like January, because we know how that's going. But, and I guess and. Hey Carver, I know a lot of me, a lot of this podcast is me asking Carver questions, but that's because he's been a Dortmund fan for a lot longer than me. So I like to, I like to learn from Carver. So maybe, and hey, talked about it multiple times. That's what this podcast is about. It's about no matter when you come in as a Dortmund supporter, you got you got a place to hang, um, and cry and have some therapy. Yeah, 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 for the good and the bad. Um, so I, I'll, I'll talk. I want to jump right into this uh, right now. We're going to talk about it. We we're going to talk about it at the end when we're talking injuries and news but what do you think 
we really need, we're not going to get anything in January, but in, in summer, what would you like to see happen? I know we've talked about Zacharia um, and, oh, the guy from Freiburg. Oh, Schlotterbeck. Freiburg game. That, we didn't even touch on that. They were missing like Schlotterbeck and yeah. um, some yeah. of the defensive guys, and which probably helped us look so great. But they, before I had so many more stats about how they're like one of the best defensive teams and like the best on the road defensively. Yeah. Um, but we, whatever. Um, <laughs> I guess besides those two, in maybe not specific players, but if you could just like overall overhaul or like load up, like where do you really see like we need to bring guys in and may and I not even like the Dortmund style where it's like yeah we get these young guys or we're bringing some guy young guys up, but like if if we need to get some like established experienced players ready. What position? What positions would you like to see? Even even if it's like bringing, not even bringing guys in from the Bundesliga. One thing about the Bundesliga I think is so weird is just like guys hopping teams like crazy, and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, um, like just people like just play musical chairs with teams. Yeah, but I, I mean, maybe Bundesliga guys, but maybe from other leagues. And again, I don't want to hear specific players because who knows what that could look like. But what positions do you think we really need to strengthen and build depth? Um, Def, definitely we'll, center back for sure. And it's funny that almost a, a year ago, like you said earlier, we had so much depth in the in the center min, uh, midfield. I mean, people were tossing names back and forth, like who's going to be the one that goes out? I mean, you got to remember we had Bellingham, Delaney, Witzel, uh, Chan, Dehoud. Those are all just center mids. And now we're spending half this podcast going like, where are center mids? <laughs> so a defensive mid would be really nice. You know, maybe even like a 30-year-old who's played in the Bundesliga before, like Delaney. But <laughs> He's fast. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so center back, defensive mid. And it just depends on what Holland's going to be doing in the next few months. I don't want to say striker if Holland stays. So obviously, and you know, probably also winger too. Winger would be nice. Yeah, we could use some more width for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Just interested because I'm like, part. I mean, part of me because I haven't been watching for years and years. So part of me, it, it's it's a little harder for I think me and new fans to come in and be like. I mean, even know some some of the history of players and how they've been playing, um, and so yeah, just just an interesting question. Yeah, I understand. I, I originally thought for a long time, even last season, that we desperately needed a right back. But I got to say, I'm I'm Team Munier right now, man. He is he is the man for the job. Okay, but we do need a backup right back. Moray, when he comes back from injury, and so it's like okay. over a year yeah. thing, but he'll be yeah. back uh, by the fall. Yeah, I forgot about him. Um, but that see that that's the thing though. It's like what, what if Munier went out? What he did have a knock. He went went subbed out the Freiburg game with like a knock on his ankle, and I thought he was going to be out. So that would have been bad. I mean, the game was bad anyways. But yeah, yeah that that would be a time whenever you bring in players like Chan to play. You know, because he's played literally center uh, mid, center back, left back, and right back for us. But yeah, he's yeah. out too. So. Uh, but hopefully for only a week, which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, we are going to talk about injuries a little bit, little, little bit later. Um, and then, of course, Hoffenheim is our next game on the 22nd. So we're going to preview that. But first, uh, I want to jump into 
the Dortmund women's team, who uh, we brought up a couple weeks ago that uh, this is their first year playing. And then I started trying to do some research, and I was like, I can't find anything about the Dortmund women's team. Literally nothing online trying to search. I'm like, I don't even know when they're playing. I don't know if they're in season right now. What is happening? And it turns out they were on their they're on their winter break, which is why it was harder to find some relevant news. Um, I don't remember who reached out to us on Twitter again at the BVB Pod. I think it was a guy named Tom who mm-hmm. tagged someone else. They're like, hey, if you guys want to know about the women's team or want someone to do a segment on the women's team, check out this guy. And then he responded, and we started messaging back and forth. His name's at uh, shout out to Adam Darowski. His Twitter is at foosball f u s s b a l l twit t w i t. We'll link him, and then he has an amazing website too. Um, where when I messaged him, he's like, "Yeah, I couldn't really find anything about the women's team." He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty hard to difficult to find everything." Here's my website where I know everything. I'm like, "Well, where'd you get this information?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, have you had a chance to click through the website, Carver? I have not, dude. It is so it has. Full team, like full squad, photos, birthdays, everything, how many goals are scoring, um, full schedule, like everything you need to know about the women's team. And then I think he even covers like the men's team and, and other Dortmund stuff too. So if you want to check it out, oh, I'm wow. going to link, the, uh, I'll yeah, link I, the website in our description. I just clicked on it. This is actually a very well done website. Yeah, it does have the whole squad and a lot of good, great information on each player. So this, is, this is great. Don't scroll down too far because I got a, a, a question I, oh, I need okay. to ask you. But um, so the women are playing in, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's the Kreisliga A, which is the seventh tier of of German football, which, I mean, it's their first year. So they're going to build themselves up. And I'm hoping like maybe we can just like skip a couple tiers um, if we keep cruising because that's going to be a long time until we can get all the way to the top. Um, but they started in September. Um, they are currently on their winter break, which is a pretty long winter break, but they're 12 and 0. Um, and Carver, I need you to guess. I need you to, I want you to throw a number at me. What do you think? We haven't lost a game. What do you think our goal differential is for the women? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go 32 and 6. Our goal differential. Is plus eighty seven. Holy we hell! Scored eighty seven goals, and we've not let a single goal in. You're kidding me. So Jesus that's why I'm like, Christ. They should let us. They should let us skip a couple tiers and just uh, next year put us up to fifth tier. And I don't know how when it gets down there. I don't know if that's a possibility, but yeah. they should let us jump up a little bit because we're just destroying teams in the seventh tier. Jesus and it's Christ. Um, and again, on this website, um, we talked about before is like, if you can even watch these games and there are links to some of the games to watch, you can even go back and watch some, which are all linked in the link that is in our description. Um, but it's more of a, I mean, there's not like commentating and everything. It, it almost looks like one of those like, uh, cameras that kind of follows the ball. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like a live stream thing, but if you want to watch the women, uh, you can, and you can watch this continue to dominate. There's been games where we scored like 15 goals. 10 goals. Uh, so it's a pretty great season for the Dortmund women. They do have a, a, a mid-season friendly coming up on January 23rd. So that's their next game. And then they also play every week in February uh, before they get back to their regular season, which starts back up again in March. But Sweet. women killing it. and uh, Yeah, it's great to see. If you just want to see like women dominating and scoring a lot of goals, you should probably watch the Dortmund women's team. So 
Again, shout out to the U.S. women's national team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's you. Um, He also, I mean, he does like full game reports. And dude, is your phone going crazy right now? Yeah, I got a few different uh, Amber alerts. (laughs) Public safety alerts? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh no. They were just tests, but uh, you were saying? No, well, I, yeah, I was just saying, well, my phone went off and I saw you like look at it earlier when I was looking at it. So I was like, do we need to? So there was a crazy public safety alert in St. Louis, just FYI. When you're listening to this episode, it was yesterday. So it's probably fine now. But no, shout out to Adam for putting that together that website where you can find everything. You can find the links to watch the games you can get game recaps, stats, everything you know, need to know about the women. Check out that link in our, uh, in our description and follow him on Twitter again at foosball twits at F U S S B A L L T W I T. So, and, uh, yeah. All right. Moving on to Hoffenheim Saturday. Uh, it's at, we have a next game is an away game at Hoffenheim on the 22nd, eight 30 AM central time. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be an easy one. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how we respond. You know, I, I was I was really thinking that was the game uh, against Frankfurt that was going to turn our season around and we could start just getting the results for at least three weeks. I didn't think that was a lot to ask, but major step back midweek in the Pokal. Yeah, how are we going to respond at Hoffenheim? They've got a, a pretty dangerous left side as well. Uh, the name's escaping me for their left back, but uh, they've got a left... Oh, I think it's Raum. Yeah, he's got a handful of assists this season and looks like a lot of their goals come from the left side. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more on the cautious side now, but do you have any predictions for the game? Um, After today, no. After today, I'm terrified and I just see the rest of the season going downhill. Before the game, after Freiburg, I was feeling pretty great. Uh, they're fourth at 29 points. Um, their last two games, they beat Augsburg to restart the, uh, the comeback after the winter break. Um, started the new year with the win. They just lost last Saturday to uh, Union Berlin. So, I don't know. I Also, I, f- I forgot to mention that Kramerich usually performs pretty well against us. He was uh, obviously in the Hoffenheim squad whenever they 4 0 us a few years back at home, which... Never happens. Um, so, yeah, he usually performs well against us. So that's another thing to consider too. Uh, as far as predictions, I don't know. I want to say, I want to say two one. That's I what I was thinking two, one. too. I'm going to be optimistic and say two one us. But uh, it's it's going to be it's just going to be interesting to see how we come out and if I imagine they're going to score first and see how we respond. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wonder if, if wonder if Mo will be or Dahoud will be healthy. I think that's going to be one of the big factors. If not, what are we going to do in the midfield? There's no way we start Vitzel again, and if we do, God help us. So, I'm, I yo, I'm going to say two one as well. But that's me also being very optimistic. Yeah, um, they do play. So Hoffenheim in Pokal, they play Freiburg tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, as in. Well, we're recording this before, but on what day is it even? On Wednesday, uh, they play hop. <laughs> I can't they play Freiburg. I'm yeah, so I forgot about that. So fried from the loss today. Um, yeah, they play Freiburg. So that'll be interesting to watch. Wednesday, 145 Central Time. 
So I am going to, this episode should be up if you listen to it before the game. I will be watching that and I will either feel better or worse or I don't know. But that'll be a, <laughs> it'll be an interesting, it'll just be a good game to watch and maybe settle my nerves, but I doubt it. I don't know. Yeah. I want to try to catch uh, some of that game too. That'll be a good one. And you can get a good sense of not only how uh, Hoffenheim might be looking to perform over the weekend, but also yeah. how Freiburg responds against or from our 5-1 win against them. So, Yeah, well, I think the, the response, like that's going to be the biggest thing because if after their loss, you expect them to have a response and come back and play well. Um, so it's like, are they going to respond to this game? Or are they going to get knocked down and then have a big response against us? The uh, benefit is since they're playing on Wednesday, we have an extra day rest over them. Yeah, that's what that is nice. That cannot go um, unappreciated. They are home though. They're home both games. So they do have, it's a little, helps them a little bit, but yeah. So next game Saturday versus Hoffenheim and, and that's it for games. I guess we can get into some injury news a little bit. I had these down. Um, Emory Chan, we, we talked about it. Emory Chan is out. He's out this game. Hopefully he'll be back Saturday. He said he'll be out a week with a um, small muscle muscle fiber tear. Um, and then we got another update from G- about Geo with mm-hmm. more sp- specific dates because we've just heard like I've been I've seen so many reports. I thought he's going to be back two games ago. Yeah, we both did, man. Ever since like almost the end of December, I was like, surely he's back. Yeah. Well, I even saw someone was like, oh, he's. Maybe I think it was probably it was on Twitter, so I can't trust anything. I'm gonna just not anything I see on Twitter. I'm not gonna believe or get my hopes up at least because yeah. something said, "Oh, he's training. He's like fully training and he's ready to go." Which I guess what I didn't keep in mind is like, yeah, he's been out so long, and although maybe he's fully training, he he's not ready. Yeah, he's not hundred he percent fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did get from Rosa. He said possibly back the break after Hoffenheim, which is so after the World Cup qualifying. Um, again, we play Hoffenheim 22nd this Saturday, and then we have a an international break. Um, yeah, and I, and I hope I'm not too behind on this. I don't think the U.S. has released the squad for... because uh, Do we have, like, the, does the U.S. have World Cup qualifying coming up? I thought they did. Yes. And if uh, they do, I swear to God, if they, if they try to get Gio uh, in their squad, I, I hope Dortmund say no because my god he cannot play right now <laughs> cannot okay. risk uh him picking up another knock because he's been out for four months now i mean that that I, was supposed to be a two-week injury i specifically remember and it's been almost four months i don't think he's he's definitely not i don't think he's gonna play i think if rosa makes that comment he's basically saying we're gonna see if he's ready after after yeah. the break and yeah. i don't think they, they would let him go i don't think he's ready to come back but there is like I think they already have their team set because there's a U.S. camp going on right now. Sorry, we're talking veering off Dortmund and talking U.S. men's yeah. national team. But if you're listening to this as an American, like we are, then hopefully you're a fan of the U.S. men's national team too. Um, they they already have a camp going on, and it's like I, I assume it's the same camp, um, but it's none of like it's none of the big guys. Yeah, yeah. So, Who knows? Who knows? But that the so the comeback game after the break will be February sixth, um, and I think it's against Leverkusen. So maybe we'll see him back then. Hopefully, he's a great asset to have, and and we desperately need players like him at the moment. Yeah, clearly 
we need everybody everybody um yeah okay so and then who knows what maybe we'll find out about dehood maybe by the time this episode's out we'll all know why where dehood went got kidnapped if he got kicked in the thing <laughs> something kidnapped. i don't know just want to know something <laughs> just want to know where he is um but i think that's it for this week uh we'll be back after the uh game against hoffenheim and then we'll have to figure out what we're going to do world cup qualifying because i know the u.s team the games are like on the 20 i to say the 27th or 28th it's like the thursday and then sunday and then tuesday the second of february sweet so we'll probably just take some time off and go watch some u.s men's national team games together i don't know who's to say uh or cover the no the women aren't back yet never mind all right so i think that's it for this episode thanks for uh Thanks for hanging out. Hopefully it wasn't too depressing. I feel depressed. Yeah, that was a big blow, but we push onward. We still have a league to compete for. And you're, I mean, Europa League, that's there. Oh, yeah. We got that's, that's true. We do have Europa League. I wonder, I wonder uh, what, egg, or what basket Rose is going to put his eggs in. <sighs> I feel bad about it all. So we'll just end there. But hey. Again, you can listen to us on your preferred podcast platform. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the BVB podcast. Uh, also, reach out on Twitter. Send us some happy thoughts instead of being depressed like everyone else. At the BVB pod. My name's Jake Carver. Thanks for joining me again. Of course. Bye, everyone. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.